Yeah, I'm not ready. I don't care. Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked specific movie genres. Mine is horror and thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see these films on anyone's top ten list. But maybe while they start a podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is Tony's pick for September. Little it's Shop. really weird. Fa- it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Little Shop of Horrors, 1986. The the nail Little polish Shop. community refers to September as Halloween. Is that right? Well, yes. Well, I, th- I think you should embrace it because you it tell seems them like to it would pack be your off. thing. What you did a Halloween tree. <laughs> That's Not, that's, no, nothing is sacred. Them doobie fox. Well, it's my, might be our shortest movie at an hour and 28 minutes. Wow. I think, um, one of the cartoons I did, like Adventures in Slumberland, I think is shorter. <laughs> you can't guarantee that as facts, but I feel like one of the cartoons I did was short. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 91% and a 79%. Yeah, I looked at that. I'm like, how did he get this movie in? Metacritic is 81%. But the budget was $25 million, which was more, only made $36 million. So at the time, this was their um, high, this was the, their biggest budget movie. Mm-hmm. And in the soundstage next door, they were shooting Aliens. Second, <laughs> second largest movie they ever which, which only had a budget of $18 million. Woo! And this had 25 also, another I mean, fun plant puppet was damn good, but well, it went up for Academy Award. But against... what else did they spend the money on? <laughs> Probably that, but I don't know. the actors, oh, maybe. Oh God, who was it? There was a funny thing in the trivia about um, when the cast of Aliens was doing interviews. One of them, I can't remember which one it was. Lance Henderson, maybe I can't remember. Uh, one of his. Prop guns had real oh, ammo yeah. in it, and he shot through the soundstage into the Little Shop of Horrors set. Mm-hmm. Nobody was injured, but it's just kind of a funny story. <laughs> but yeah, it went up against Alien and Academy Awards for Best Special Effects. And lost to Alien, and everybody was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. That's about the only movie that I would let it win, lose to for this plan. It also had, this was the first time a song was nominated for an Oscar that had swear words in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which songs? Mean Green Mother. Yeah. Mean Green Mother, yeah. All right. So it, um, let's see. The cast is, well, it was directed by Frank Oz, who's mm-hmm. Yoda. Yep. Who's Piggy. It's written by Howard Ashmore. We've done a couple other Frank Oz movies, I thought. He was in American Horror of London for mm-hmm. a second. He probably had something to do with, uh, Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Or... I can't remember. I don't have my. Phone. I left it upstairs, so now I have no information. Let's <laughs> go get it. My favorite line is in it. I'll never remember. Oop. What was that? My butt. My butt. It's written by Howard Ashmore, who worked, Howard the Duck, who worked on The Little Mermaid and Aladdin, which I thought you could tell from the songs. Two of the songs in this movie kind of sound like a little bit nothing from nothing. Little Mermaid and Aladdin. L.A. missed that, but that's That's right. It'll come back up. Because <laughs> I'll point it out. Okay. And Roger Corman, who's done 512 
different movies. He does a lot of like like low budget horror movies. Mm. And Charles Griffin did, did the Jack Frost. No, no. <laughs> Roger Corman's kind of like a legend in the uh. movie world, but he's he's known for doing like lower stuff. Uh, stars Rick Moranis as Seymour. He was in Honey I Shrunk the Kids, My Blue yep. Heaven, Streets of Fire, Ghostbusters. Ellen Green plays Audrey. She was in The Professional and Pump Up the Volume. Our and internet went the down. Volume. That's a great movie. Our internet went down, so John decided to put it a movie and he picked My Blue Heaven. Who are we doing a Rick Moranis, um, Steve Martin double feature? He was really mad. He's like, I can't watch TV. I'm like, you could watch a DVD. And I had to get up. That's why I have him. <laughs> Vincent yep. Gardinia plays uh, <laughs> plays Mr. Mushnik. He was in The Super and Moonstruck. Steve Martin's Welcome Back to the Podcast. He plays Oren. He was in My Blue Heaven, Roxanne, Three Amigos, Parenthood. Jim, and then Jim Belushi, John Candy, Bill Murray, they're all in small parts in this movie. Welcome but. back to the podcast, Jim Belushi, from that weird Christmas movie that John made us watch. Which one? The, the where he's, the, it's not Scrooged, it was something else. <laughs> it was. Gremlins 2? No. Now I'm going to have to look at Batman? Jim Belushi. The Nicolas Cage one? No, now I'm gonna have to look at Jim Belushi's IMDb. Ooh, everyone should have to do that. <laughs> Taking care of business—that wasn't a Christmas movie. John Candy was in Splash. Bill Murray's in Scrooged, and uh, a couple other—I think other movies we've done. God, Jim Belushi has been in 154 things. Wow. That's really like the Mr. Destiny. Seems like 150. Oh, that's what I was thinking of, Mr. Destiny. It's not a Christmas movie. But we didn't. Do we that. didn't do that. We didn't. I don't know. I could have sworn. Levi Stubbs does the voice of Audrey too. He was in the Four Tops. Um, the dentist role was supposed to be played by Tim Curry, but he said, no, thank you. Martin wasn't available, so they were going to go with John Travolta or Dan Aykroyd. Um, huh. And Now I'm picturing John Travolta. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Robin Williams was floated for a while, but the studio turned him down because Popeye was a flop, and it was a musical. They also wanted Cindy Lauper to play Audrey, mm. but she couldn't clear her touring schedule. And Madonna was also considered for the role, but Ooh. then they went with um, Madonna the chick who did the play. The chick who did the play, and she's played it in every version, every <laughs> play since. Like, no, despite how many times they changed the cast, they always have her. She <laughs> has become iconic in this role. She is Audrey. Yeah. Mm. So this is a musical. Obviously, it is. obviously, I'm not going to sing these songs. So, if the movie sounds interesting to you, give it a watch. It's currently on. You're not going to sing. No. Had I'm you seen sorry. it before? I have seen it more than once, but it, I have not seen it in decades. Uh-huh. You'd never. You'd seen it once before. I had seen it once as a movie, but I've seen it more times as a play, like put on little plays. Like they don't have. Yeah. The chick who's Audrey. They're like, <laughs> They're like high school plays. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it since the late '90s, early 2000s. <laughs> I'm very familiar with it, but I think I've only seen the movie once. It was on like nonstop HBO in the mornings before I went to school, like most of my young life. So we watched it probably every day. It's just how stuff was back then. Yeah, I've, I remember yep. watching it a lot. Too. Every like day, almost seemed like. So we start with the scroll on the twenty third day of the month of September, an early year of a decade, not too. You said what day? The twenty third day. 23rd day. We're close, man. We're so mm. close. 
But do you remember the 21st day this of September? This is going to get released on the 22nd day. I am. Uh, the human race. Never mind. I don't know what you're referencing. Earth, wind, and fire. Do you remember? <laughs> Thank, you. The... Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I read an article that said memory loss is, one, is a premenopausal symptom. And I think I have it. What? I don't remember you saying that. Like, if you forget, if you're in the middle of a sentence and you forget what you were saying, or you have trouble finding, remembering certain words. Mm-hmm. I think Tony, I think we're going through menopause. I know I am. Is it a mental pause? No. Get it? Because I'm so the human in the middle of a sentence and I stop. So the brain pause. Encountered it helps you explain the joke, Harley. Threat on. to its very existence. And this terrifying enemy surfaced, as such enemies often do, in the seemingly most innocent and unlikely of places. We meet the Greek chorus singing Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, I thought it was going to be Skid Row because of the unlikely place. Tisha Campbell, Tinchero, from Martin, Arnold, and Michelle Weeks. They act as a guide through the story and know all that is happening. They sing and dance. Uh, total eclipse of the sun. <laughs> they sing and dance around the slums until they come across Mr. Mushnik's reading the paper in his flower shop. Mr. Mushnik was in Moonstruck. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's in lots of things. And it's hard to see him not as the guy from Moonstruck. He's, I feel like he's been in multiple of our movies. I looked at his IMDb. He's the only one that doesn't have any singing parts, despite the fact that in the play he does. <laughs> and I also think that the Greek chorus is very interesting because two of these women go on to be pretty famous actresses and on Martin. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one never does anything else again. Every time I see the girl play Gina on Martin, I forget her name. Tisha Gina, Campbell. Tisha Campbell, thank you. I think of her wonderful line in the movie Boomerang. Mm-hmm. Hope you catch a disease and your dick falls off. Ouch. It's a powerful line. Well, the main article he's reading is about a weird solar eclipse that happened uh, earlier in the week. And how it will prophesize the end of the world. End of the world. So he meets Seymour Moranis, and he is trying to rearrange some plants, plants on a high shelf and knocks the whole shelf down. So he's cleaning. The radio says that President Kennedy will be addressing the public about this weird eclipse from last Thursday. Really want to lay it on thick that there was an eclipse last Thursday. Wait, I'm sorry. Was there an eclipse? <laughs> I missed Thursday. that part. Uh, I missed total that part. Total eclipse of the sun. Audrey comes. That's no, a total eclipse of the heart. Do you think that song was inspired by this? No. <laughs> Although that does have the best video. Have you seen that video where they make fun of the video for that song? Yes. Have you seen Weapon of Choice, Fat Boy Song? Unfortunately. That's, just a, that's the best video ever. <laughs> if you like watching the same thing for. 10 if you like minutes, watching Christopher Walken dance and oh, yeah. fly. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what it was. <laughs> or what was the one with. um? That was a guy named. It will come to me later. <laughs> well, Audrey comes to work at the flower shop. She's late and sporting a black eye. Mr. Mushik rags on her until she, till he sees her yeah. eye. She copped a mouse. She must yeah. have caught them daddles. She caught the daddles. She should have shut her sauce box. Mm. <laughs> he tells Audrey that her boyfriend nice. is Good violent. Job. John's bringing back daddles. It's, it's <laughs> happening. He copped a mouse. He can't help himself. And Elaine likes sauce box, so it works out. I do, it's funny. (laughs) Tells Audrey that her boyfriend is violent and maybe not such a nice guy. Sure he is, Mr. Mushnick. But it's not his business. Seymour runs in, arms full of clay pots. Suddenly Seymour runs in? Yep. Mm -hmm. And eats shit, breaking them all. 
Yeah, he seems like he's quite a problem for Mr. Mushnick. Mm. Mr. Mushnick complains about his life, bad employees, no customers, kids loitering, and he, uh... Come on, right there. He shoes um, them away. Yeah. Shoop! That's shoop! It. He shoes the kids no off. No loitering. No, that was salt and pepper. Shoop! Shoop! <laughs> they're like, we don't, we weren't loitering. He's like, shouldn't you be in school? And they're like, we, what do they say, we're doing a double shift or yeah. whatever. Shoot the and then a song breaks out about how terrible and dangerous Skid Row is. Skid Row. All the inhabitants chime in, and Audrey and <laughs> Seymour also chime in. Does not um, seem like a very scary place they didn't in this ever, movie. Wait, wait, wait. You guys didn't do that where you're from? You <laughs> Breaking bring a, a song about Skid Row? We used to no. sing all the time. Break into a song about military housing? We used to no. sing. We used to break <laughs> into tune about anything, you know? So, I mean, I will randomly break into tune, but not generally um, so, in the musical yeah, style. Yeah, we would, we would sing songs about, you know, making food or shave at the face. Anything would make, you know, no, whatever. No, you don't. I mean, I was singing about petting my cat this morning. I... <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth. No. <laughs> it's already gone too far, Carly. playing with a pussy. So in the, <laughs> the song, we find out Seymour was an orphan okay, and Mr. Okay. Mushnick... Took him. <laughs> Tony while, ruined it. While his apprentice, he hates his life and he just wants a way out. Oh. We see a typical day where Audrey Seymour and Mr. Mushnick kind of just stand around, not doing anything because, you know, there's no customers. Yeah, how is he affording... And to be fair, there's no flowers in this place either, so I don't know what they're supposed to be okay, doing. Okay, there's no merchandise, and how is he affording to pay two employees? Maybe don't play. Does shit. he pay Seymour? Or is he, he just room and board? Because he talks about They're how pushing he, H out the back. he was an orphan and he's mm-hmm. taking care of him and he lives in the basement. Is he paid? He's an indentured servant. And they're well, pushing I mean, H out the back. That's how they do it. And when the dude brown does powder. come, he buys pastas. And they do have them. What? You said he's pushing H out the back. So I said hostas? No, the brown powder. Hyacinths? Little fine china. What else? What about flowers start with an H? Hydrangeas. I do. <laughs> so Mr. Mushnick says, "Screw it, I'm closing the store." Second. Audrey says, "Instead of closing, let her and Seymour try one last gamble." Seymour's been plant, been nursing some strange and exotic plants in the back and in, in the basement. What, basement. Or whatever. Been nursing them uh, back to health, so they think maybe if they display them in the window, it might draw some attention to the store. So Seymour brings this odd plan up. He thinks it's a, some kind of flytrap genus. He can't find it in any of his books, and he's named it Audrey Two. Mr. Mushnick sees it, says, go ahead, and let Seymour put it in the window. But he says, this is stupid. You just can't put a strange and interesting plan in the window, and people are supposed to just come in, and then suddenly people just walk in and go, wow, let me see this strange and unusual plan. And then while I'm here, I might as well buy $50 worth of Then he said, beautiful big kid women don't fall out of the sky, you know. Did you miss the part where Seymour tells us the story of how he found this strange and unusual plant? No, that uh, comes up later. He tells okay. it later. to the patrons. Uh, yeah. He tells it this guy, actually. So. Yeah, actually, he says, where did you find such a strange and interesting plant? Where did he you says, get it? Well, Seymour <laughs> breaks into the song. He sings as a tale. During the odd eclipse last Thursday, he was... In Chinatown? In Chinatown, buying Searching exotic plants from his Chinese friend, friend yep. who knows that Chinese. he likes interesting and strange plants. But he didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. But then there was the eclipse. No, there was a... Total eclipse of the sun. Total eclipse of the sun. <laughs> total eclipse of my heart. Thank you. <laughs> and a weird bolt of light hit one of the planes. Thank you for getting on board. This one here. <laughs> I'm not doing it. 
<laughs> Not gonna do it. Seymour doesn't see this, but he hears it. He goes to look at the plant. He thinks it's cool, and he buys it for a dollar ninety-five. Even though he swears it wasn't there before. A dollar ninety-five. And the Chinese guy still is gonna sell it to him. Of course, it's on his table. Mm. <laughs> Man says that's a weird story and a fascinating plant. But while he's here, he might as well pick up fifty dollars worth of roses, which is one hundred and forty dollars now today. Yes, and then he's like, "Do you have change for a hundred? You brought a hundred dollar bill on Skid Row." <laughs> Excellent point. Excellent point. In 1960, whatever. Yeah. Mm. He says, nope, well, I guess I'll have to buy twice as many. This stuns them all, but they quickly Where move. did they get this many roses? I have not them. seen any well, merchandise in this store. We do Are talk they in the freezer? We do talk about this, though, because now, now, of course, because the movie, thousands of people come rushing in and they sell all these mm-hmm. plants in a couple hours. But we were noticing when they were leaving... The flowers are shit. Mm-hmm. Like, they're wilted and crappy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's... Because they don't have the money yeah. to keep fresh flowers at the store. Well, So they have... The next day, they'll have better flowers. Well, Mr. Mushnick is ecstatic and wants to tell, take Audrey and Seymour to dinner. But Audrey is seeing her abusive boyfriend that night. So she leaves and Seymour's sad. But he asks, well, are we still going to go out? And then Audrey, too, wilts and looks like it's about to die. Mushnick says, no, you're going to stay in there. that little plant back to health. So Mushnik leaves, and Seymour goes, gets to work trying to help the poor thing, but he can't identify it from any of his books, and he doesn't know what it's supposed to eat. I'm giving you sunlight. <laughs> giving you rain. You're giving me nothing. The heartache and pain. The heartache and pain. <laughs> so he's down Audrey and... Uh, Audrey 2. Audrey 2. Not the first Audrey. He doesn't water her down until later in the movie. Mm. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> He says he's at, he sings a song. What are you drinking? <laughs> Formaldehyde. So he sings a song about it, like John was saying. Is that a Heineken Silver? No. And uh, sunlight doesn't help. Dirt, plant food, water. What mud, do you want from me, blood? Pot ash. Southern exposure. Pruning. None of that's working. Different levels of moisture. He says, what do you want from me, blood? And then at that moment, he picks up a rose. Damn, and pricks thorns. his finger, causing it to bleed. He sucks on his injured finger for a little bit. Making way more noise than any human has made. It sounds like a baby (laughs) sucking on a binky. Then he hears Audrey, too, making a similar sucking noise. And then the adorable little plant's copying him. I'll give you a few drops. So when he goes to touch it, it snaps at him. Seymour realizing the plant wants blood. He points at his uninjured finger at it and it looks away. But, uh... He gives it a little bit of blood, and Audrey, is too, is super happy. And Seymour uh, grows, and Audrey grows, busting out of her makeshift coffee can plant. Maxwell Hot. Mm-hmm. Wonderful product placement. A lot of Maxwell. You would, think, you would think, though, if he thought it was in a similar to, like, a fly trap, he might try giving it a bug. Yeah. Which also probably would have worked because it's clearly a carnivorous plant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe some ground round. I thought he said in the song that he did face it a certain way to try so, to get more flies to it or something, but apparently, I mean, it's unless there's flies in your shop. He's John wants to get some fly traps. I used to have one a long time ago. That's some going up. They just die. <laughs> Oh, you need flies. We had one that was it was successful for a while. Mm-hmm. We well, can put I them outside. We're just like moved too many times. This is where like this is 
really they're good. from this plant. They're this is the area where they're from, like uh, North Carolina, Virginia, and Swampy South Carolina. Stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna get it called Audrey. And you have to be really careful because they need really terrible soil. <laughs> and usually, what happens? Because I was reading about it. Usually, what happens is people give them fertilizer or potting soil, and it kills them oh. because they need lots of sand and clay because they need really, really, like almost well, no. Have you seen our backyard with the sand and the clay in it? I know. And if you put them outside in the summer, then they'll catch their own plants. If I put them next to my well bugs if i put them next to my butterfly bush they'd have all the flies <laughs> in the world well we cut to john candy the size of audrey three mm-hmm. he's a radio personality that loves crazy weird things it's weird seymour is there in the green room with audrey two along with a little person and a dummy that's a life-size nun a nun that plays the saxophone that plays the saxophone and an old Mr. lady with a book that's chained up and some kind of steampunk old man yeah, there's a very eclectic mix of people. What am I looking at? How long this be? Uh, but before Audrey too was around an apple size. Now she's more like a large cantaloupe. And an assistant leans over a desk um, to help the station manager with some stuff. And Audrey wants to bite her rump. And her lovely lady lumps are right in front of oh, Seymour. Jesus Christ! Where? Oh. But he's not. Uh, Did she get so you? So I said to Tony, "Are we supposed to believe that she's?" on her period because he's going toward that life. <laughs> and considered, the plant that has been attracted to blood. I hadn't considered that. Thank but you. Am I the only person that... Yes. <laughs> yes. You think that this plant likes her butt just because it's cute? Yes. I would never... It never would have occurred to me that huh. the plant is like a dog that follows you around when you're on the rag. Oh. On the rag. Mm. <laughs> you haven't heard that one in a while? Mm. <laughs> Let's try... Uh, I said you want to catch these daddles. Keeps reaching and snapping at her bottom, but uh, Seymour grabs it, grabs her, the plant, and mm-hmm. pulls it away. So Can- Candy's improvising a bunch of bits and stuff, and then he brings in Seymour. Candy asks where that weird plant came from. Seymour tells the story again, but we cut away. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I feel like this would be driving business to the Chinese man and not to the floor sh- Like... Yes, I'm going to go to the florist shop to see this interesting plant, but then I'm going to go buy plants from the Chinese man because he's where you bought it from. Yeah. yeah. You think I'm like going uh, asking you, the you Chinese guy. That's also a terrifying creature that could destroy the world. From a Chinese man. Mm-hmm. We don't know the ethnicity of the Asian gentleman who sold the mogwai. Tony? I, mean, I don't believe it was ever explicitly stated that gentleman's nationality. If I was to give a guess, I would say he is a Chinese. But it's Wong, right? Yeah, you know I want to say his yeah. name is Wong. I don't know, though. A typical Chinese name. It's not like... We Jones. might be Wong, though. So We might be right. So we may be right. We may be crazy. We see Mr. Mushnick listening on the radio. Just maybe. A lunatic, a lunatic you're looking, looking for. for. And he's uh, don't, don't, hoping... Don't try me on Billy Joel. I grew up on Billy Joel. All hoping right. Seymour gets the address out. I don't want to catch the daddles. Out. Don't catch these daddles. Cop a mouse. Am I going to regret sending that to you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what y'all are talking about. I'm just rolling. You need an Instagram. I have an Instagram. Then I need it's to send podcast. you more of these weird things. She podcast. won't check it. She'll look and see that you sent her 20 things and not even look at it. Then she I won't get to find them. a... Then she won't get to see the weird video about the old-timey slang. 
I check them about once She wants week. to catch these daddles. <laughs> she does. It's like I have a time in my calendar. Watch Instagram reels people have sent me. <laughs> you should check every week, day. Check <laughs> well, someone's... And then you should send the good ones to other people. Yeah. <laughs> I know what we do. I have a hard time sending them to John because he never thinks what I think is funny is funny. Dude, <laughs> some of the things she sends are so stupid. <gasps> I said that out loud, didn't I? <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to the flower shop. Am Mr. I gonna catch these daddles? <laughs> yes. Mr. Mushnick <laughs> is loving the free ad, and then Audrey One comes in, uh, but she missed the radio show because she was out with her boyfriend and was handcuffed. She walks home, and the chorus tells her that she needs to dump that asshole and get with Seymour. She says, "No, he's too good for me." Once inside, she sings about how maybe she and Seymour could be together. And has this wonderful uh, 60s, 70s home life. (laughs) She has lots of friends, Tupperware parties, a huge black and white 12-inch TV. A toaster. And a toaster. (laughs) With separate beds. Huge. When she was marbling over that toaster, I was like, whoa. (laughs) Yikes. The chorus takes over singing about how Seymour is... Uh, starting to get some notoriety and fame, maybe some money. But we cut to montages of Seymour feeding Audrey Two more and more of his blood from each of his fingers. And he's exhausted because yeah. he keeps losing blood. Mr. Mushnick says packed, and Audrey is now the size of a small bathtub. Seymour's becoming forgetful, <laughs> probably from loss of blood. The blood loss, yeah. And didn't send a big client funeral arrangements. Mr. Mushnick yells at him while Audrey uh, one Mrs. Together. Shiva. Which is supposed to be funny. Jewish, yeah. And also, this arrangement that Audrey puts together <laughs> in an emergency. So he was like, she grabs that's a bunch, what they paid for? She grabs a bunch of calla lilies, then sprays it with glue, and puts glitter on it. Glitter lilies? Is that the, the appropriate flower, even an emergency flower, for a funeral arrangement? And it's not... It's like the vase, and then there's maybe six. Four. They're not there's even four. touching each other. Yeah, no, it's terrible. It, it's not full. I thought she was going to put other stuff. I thought, I no. I really thought, Christmas. because I couldn't <laughs> remember this why? really, I really thought she was going to just whip something up and it was going to uh, be awesome, and that's why she works here. <laughs> no. Put a little hoe dust on there, you're good to go. She, do you want all of the flowers at you, your funeral covered in hoe dust? I don't give a shit. I'm dead. <laughs> do whatever you all want. Right, write it down. All right. John wants everyone to throw glitter at his corpse because Elaine thinks it would be funny. Yeah. Especially if your glitter is um, deceased themed. So if it's like skulls or little tombstones. I also want it to be Sweeney Todd themed, so you all have to come as your favorite Sweeney Todd character. Oh, then I can't come because I don't have one. Oh! I guess you're not going to my funeral. <laughs> Spoiler, you know, I'm not throwing maybe a funeral. you could just come with I'm me. not sharing guys. my grief. <laughs> Getting you cremated and no one will ever find their body. I know. I'll talk to the boy. The boy will handle it. <laughs> well, Audrey tells Seymour he should raise his self-esteem. Maybe pick up some new clothes. He says he's not a shopper. He, he doesn't have good taste like she She's does. She's like, I'll shop with you. She says she'll shop with him, pick out some stuff, but not tonight. She's tonight she has a date. But he's like, you would shop with me? <laughs> Yeah, they're a both weird, so weird about each they're other. They're so weird about each other. They both like each other, but have no idea. Mr. Mushnick hears this and says, A date? Uh, what kind of date handcuffs you, fractures your arm, and blacks your eye? 
Oh, yeah, because she has her arm in like a scarf. Yeah. In a sling. Is it, is it a, a sling? And it's the funniest sling because it's obviously made out of a shawl that wouldn't keep anyone It looks warm. like a net or something. Yeah. <laughs> Who's a net? She Who says, Cello? She's one of the Mickey Mouse Club original members. She says, but he's a professional. And he says, what kind of professional rides a motorcycle and wears all leather? Oh, wait a minute. I got this one. Then we cut to the coolest uh, scene ever. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yes. Spoiler. Steve Martin Tony's comes in. Favorites. Steve Martin comes in and steals this movie like Stacy Jacks. I don't know when you play this movie. If we talk over it, we can. Right. But we're not gonna, so you're gonna have to do that. (laughs) Well, we're not profiting off of it because we don't make any money for this. That's true. So I think we're probably okay. I mean, his magic motorcycle that he can jump off. I'm not sure. So I'm not sure. Tony, no. (laughs) I'm not sure who owns the copyright on this song, but they would have to find out that we played it. True. And I don't think they're one of. Be a dentist. I love how it goes into this. <laughs> yeah, that nurse when, caught those daddles. When I was when I was a boy, me and my cousins would sing this and punch each other. Oh, <laughs> oh <Pain>. dear! <laughs> Causing you pain. Bah! In the trivia, it says which is a really in the nineties. The woman that played the receptionist at the dentist's office. She was the nurse in Romeo and Juliet. No. I mean what? She came. She went. She came out publicly and said that Steve Mar- Martin was physically abusive to her on set and really punched her for real, and more than once. Mm. And Steve Martin, of course, denied this. And Frank Oz was like. I don't know why she would say that. I made sure that everyone was safe on all of my pictures all the time. He was nothing if not professional. And it, it like... Some people are weird. Now, they could just be sticking up for Steve Martin. And it that's could be true. true. Because that's how things work. But like he, like Frank Oz was baffled. <laughs> but apparently it was a minor scandal that was immediately stopped talked about because it was like the 90s and that was you know you read about in the Inquirer and then nobody ever saw it again it's not yeah. like now where every five and minutes also, they bring your shit up and nowadays I think we all are like she might have said that as a joke on like some tonight show and then somebody took it and it's like oh now she said this <laughs> I don't know no. I don't know if there was any she could have said that time it was almost like but, he really hit me and then it became headline news <laughs> But it's see, I mean, I haven't ever heard anything about him being hard to work with or anything like that. So it seems like it's probably, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe she just wanted to remodel a bathroom, so she paid the so the National Enquirer paid her for a story she made up. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Well, we are introduced to Audrey's abusive boyfriend, Oren Scrivelio. D D S. He has a whole scene explaining that he is a laughing gas addicted sadist dentist. Mm-hmm. Worth the YouTube check. <laughs> After the song, uh, which includes tearing a little girl's doll's head off and torturing patients, we cut to Seymour dumping some dirty water. Now spit! When Oren pulls up on his That's a good cut. motorcycle huffing nitrous oxide. He's there to pick up Audrey. Some gals. He, ch- <laughs> he checks. He checks. <laughs> You're breaking break, him. You're breaking did I, him. Did I break your tongue? He checks at the checks it's out a the weird plan accent you're using. And treats it now. Audrey shitty before driving off with her on his bike, making her ride sides out. Well, she's got a little hoo ha hanging out. I said, well, her skirt's a little tight yeah. for 
ride on the back of one. Still, side saddle seems unsafe. She's she, gonna have her ass she cheeks just out. Wore she shorts she... under her dress, and then she could hike it up. Audrey does not own shorts. No. <laughs> Audrey does not own pants. <laughs> Audrey only owns those. She only uh, wears dresses. Apparently, in the original cut of this movie, there's a lot of differences, but one of them is there was a lot more blood and gore on the walls at the dentist's mm-hmm. place, but that didn't test well with people, so they reshot it. Yeah, because people are already terrified of the dentist. Mm-hmm. Well, Seymour goes inside and pours out his thoughts on Oren to Audrey, too. He goes to leave, but the plant collapses again. Seymour sighs because he knows she needs blood, but he hasn't healed up. He's got Band-Aids on all of his fingers, mm-hmm. and he's like, look, uh... I don't know what you want me to do. And Audrey, too, says, feed me. Seymour's shocked because the fucking plant talks. So if if the plant that you've been feeding blood starts to talk to you, when, uh, how soon do you kill it? Now. I Immediately, but also, Mm -hmm. am I losing it because I've lost a lot of blood? Oh, (laughs) good point. Good point. But it doesn't matter. Either way, this plant is done. (laughs) Because I wouldn't be losing so much blood if it weren't for the plant. So... Mm -hmm. He says he'll run to the butcher shop and grab some beef cuts. Audrey Chu says no, must be fresh blood. And then breaks into a song about it. <laughs> it actually reminds me. Or a song about it like, here, here goes. Yeah, and this, this reminds me of a little bit of the darker ver- of a darker version of Never Had a Friend Like Me with the genie. If you listen to it, mm-hmm. the guy did that song too, and it's, there's some similar stuff. Um, I don't remember the genie breaking anybody's balls, though. No, but he's like, if you want this and if you want that, I'm your friend and I'll do this for you. We find out that the plant can kind of make things happen, too. It's not just a man-eating plant. It also makes people fascinated and gets him all this money and fame. So it's kind of kind of stuck in a. Although I don't ever see him sign any of these contracts, so I don't think I he got any actual money, just right. fame. All I want is money. Fuck the fame. But she Who's says, getting the money? The floor shop owner. Mm. Mr. Mushnik. Mm. At no point does, it, does he deny that Seymour owns this plant, though. If I was Mr. Mushnik, I would think I would almost immediately claim that it was my plant and be the one doing all the interviews. You could run it's away. It's very weird. Because you could... Cause I'll take care of that. Seymour is a pretty shy gentleman. Mm-hmm. He could just tell Seymour that he'll go on the interview so Seymour doesn't have to and then misconstrue everything so that he gets all the fame and all the money. I feel like that is that's, how it would go if character. you made it. That's what he would do. I feel like that's what would happen if you made this movie today mm-hmm. or if they did a, a like an updated version. Well, Audrey 2 says if, if uh, he kills people and feeds her, he can make all of his biggest desires come true. She tells him, tries to tempt him into killing, but Seymour says, no, I'm not doing that. And he says, well, surely there's one person that you could be okay with killing. And Seymour says, no, nobody. And then we hear the motorcycle pull up, and Audrey, too, turns to Seymour, turns Seymour to face the window. I know, I was (laughs) like, damn, they're home, they're back. (laughs) Well, I mean, Audrey did fall off the bike, but... Um, then he drags her inside. Apparently, in the original cut of this, too, Steve Martin punches the door open, but it was glass and it shattered and it cut his hand up, so now he kicks the door open. Um, but he drags her inside and asks her for some, I forget what he says, some drug or something, and when she doesn't have any, he starts to beat her. And uh, that's when uh, Audrey says, the guy looks like sure looks like plant food to me. And then they start breaking into another song. Like the here, here it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sing it, Tony. No. You don't know, you don't know the words? Not to that one. Challenge, all of it. Challenge accepted. What are the words? I don't know. <laughs> then how is this a challenge? Because I have the right here. He said, <laughs> he said he didn't know, and then you don't know. So what is the challenge here? You would have to look it up. 
He didn't challenge you to look it up. We cut to Oren's practice. The next day, Arthur Denton, played by Bill Murray, was waiting in his office. Sorry. That's for his time. time. He's a sadomasochist and has all kinds of ready for Oren to put the hurt on him. Arthur won't shut up and gets excited as Oren pulls out inhumane-looking instruments for torture. He's like, oh. And just another trivia, these are the instruments from Batman. That I knew used that. on the Joker. I knew that from last night when Elaine mm-hmm. told me that. Because it was interesting. <laughs> um, we hear Arthur singing as Oren fucks him up. Apparently this whole scene was improvised by them. Just the two of them are like, go. Yeah. Steve Martin and Bill Murray are like, all right. <laughs> Seymour sneaks, sneaks in while they're doing this with a gun. He has a small revolver. Eventually, Oren picks up on Arthur's deal and kicks him out. Sicko. I want to see the outtakes of Rick Moranis sitting there and Bill Murray and Steve Martin just riffing well, at it. Well, apparently, in the trivia, it said that this scene was extremely difficult to edit because there was no lines in the script. It mm-hmm. just said excited noises. And so every take... Bill Murray would say different stuff. Screaming about so candy then, bars. when they were trying to edit it together, they couldn't edit different pieces. Yes, right. <laughs> it's quite difficult. So. Well, they shouldn't let the two of them just riff. I mean, I right. don't think it's like, gonna take a whole. <laughs> yeah. Like and go. Mm-hmm. And okay. Well, Oren grabs Seymour and drags him into his uh, office, and he's all intent on. Doing all kinds of terrible like, things to his mouth. I like to cause pain. That dude messed me up because he wanted it and it didn't hurt him. So now yeah. I'm going to hurt you because I need it. And he yeah. has a special gas mask for the occasion. Seymour's like, great. And he's like, oh, not for you. For me. That <laughs> thing is bananas. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And terrifying. It reminds me of one the mask of one of the guys in um, Fury Road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's this weird apparatus that he puts on his face so he can only breathe the gas and uh, starts breathing and breathing it. And then he, and then Seymour pulls the gun to shoot him and uh, Oren can't do anything about it because he's laughing too hard. But he's like, uh, okay, well, you know, you're such a tough ass. Wait till I get this mask off. And he goes to reach, reach the regulator and it snaps off. So now he can't turn it off. And he eventually just suffocates from the not being able to breathe actual oxygen. So he's he like, wraps. What I ever do to you? And he's like, it's not what you did to me. It's what, what you, you did, did to her. her. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he wraps him up and drags him all the way back to the flower shop. Lightest corpse ever. Lightest corpse ever. <laughs> and uh, he puts it in front of Audrey and he goes, there you go. And he goes, nope, you got to chop it up. He's Which like, does not come back. This is. <laughs> I think she's just big, not big enough, supposedly. So Seymour drags him down in the basement and starts to chop him up with an axe. But Mr. Mushnick hears the noise and comes to see it and is like, "Holy shit!" And then Seymour feeds he the pieces. Says shit. Yeah. Okay, we have well, to talk about the pieces of Orin the DDS. Seymour feeds the pieces okay. to Audrey too as she laughs. So I am a carnivorous plant that needs to eat people. Do I also want to eat Orin's big rubber yeah. boots? He doesn't even take his clothes off. This really bothered yeah. me. Mm-hmm. How is this plant a... supposed to process rubber? <laughs> what? I think it's just a cut back on the well, gross factor for people. Where are like? It should be covered in blood and soaking. It in... can either eat rubber or it can't eat rubber. You yeah. would think he would need to have a. We need to see a leg. Well, I'm rubber and you're glue. Or so. it would spit out the clothes or something. That would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> if it spat the clothes back at. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the next morning, Seymour sees Audrey talking with the detectives. They think Orrin has been murdered. His reception said foul play. At first, I was like, "How the fuck would the police be there already?" But I for but I forgot about his reception. Receptionist mm-hmm. says his office was in shambles. He's missing. Audrey is a wreck. Seymour says it would be so bad if he would, or Seymour says would it be so bad if he was dead? She admits it would, but she only because like, she would here's feel. The thing. I kind of wanted him to die, yeah. so now I feel like if he's dead, then I made it happen. Seymour <laughs> says like, it's not no. her fault. And he, she says, but she is a trashy person and doesn't deserve happiness. Seymour's like, wow. And breaks into a song about how great she is and how he wants her to be his girlfriend. I like how she's like, you know where I met him? In the gutter. It's a night spot. Yeah, <laughs> where I used to work dance. before I got this job. So they sing a duet and at the end they kiss. And in okay. the background, Audrey too laughs. This is the funny... Okay, I love Suddenly Seymour. It's my favorite song. <laughs> but it's really weird when Rick Moranis is like, Suddenly Seymour. <laughs> standing before... You're singing about yourself in the third person now? It's bananas. It'd be weird if he was going Suddenly Me, though. <laughs> but it's just... Suddenly like, Me More. <laughs> I have the same ring. It's just a little bananas. He could have said, suddenly, Audrey, I'm yeah, standing yeah. before you. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't really sing. Like, it's, it doesn't also, always have to be suddenly Seymour. There's also a weird thing where I, I don't know if Rick Moranis got the note that he's not in a play. Oh, because yeah. he is really talking weird in this movie. Like, everybody else just talks like we do. But he's like, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm in a play. And we're like, calm it down, Rick. You're not in a play right now. But it's kind of... You don't have of, to project. It's kind of like a play. But it is a play, but you don't have to project. We have microphones for that. You can't get in my chair with me. You're too big, Jail. So Seymour walks Audrey home and then gets back to his basement room where Mr. Mushnick comes down and explains that he knows everything and saw Seymour chopping up Orin. He's Mush- like, I did chop him up, but I didn't kill him, which is true. Yeah. He killed himself. That's true. He just illegally disposed of a body, <laughs> which we learned about in Lake Placid. <laughs> <laughs> Mushnick leads Seymour upstairs, pointing a pistol at him the whole time. He says he's going to turn him into the police. He'll hang. Before they leave, though, Mushnick stops and says, actually, he doesn't have to turn Seymour in, though. He will get Seymour C- a... One-way trip ticket out of town if Seymour gives him the huge plant and shows him how to take care of it. What does it eat? How, what to do to keep it going? He's like, you could lay low for like 30 years and I'll take care of the plant. And he's like, you'd do that for me? He's like, yeah, of course. He's going to do it for himself. Meanwhile, he's shit about Orin. Yeah. Meanwhile, Seymour. No, I mean, Orin's oh, he doesn't But he doesn't give that. a shit about Seymour either. No, he doesn't. He Meanwhile, uh, while they're talking, uh, Audrey too lowers herself behind uh, Mushnick and opens her mouth. Um, Seymour is talking to Mr. Mushnick and kind of is backing him towards Audrey too. And once he gets to a certain spot, Audrey touches him with his tongue or tongue or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. He turns around and whomp, chomps him down. And, chomp, and eats the whole thing whole. And mm-hmm. Mushnick is gone. Now we cut to a montage of managers, agents, and talent bookers uh, winning, uh, whining and dining him into fame. Uh, he's on the he does end up on the cover of Life covers, Magazine, though, so he does sign at least show. one contract. Uh, then he returns to the shop where reporters are everywhere, but now he notices Audrey 2 is huge, like Volkswagen Beetle-sized. During the interview, Audrey 2 collapses, and Seymour runs away. Like, what's wrong with him? She needs to be fed. 
can't feed her in front of you guys. Yeah. So feed her. Let's watch. And she, he's like, no, no, you cannot do that. Because I'll feed her with the plant food. She doesn't eat plant food. And then he gets all pissed and leaves. Audrey goes to comfort him. She says they're bringing him a big check tomorrow. Seymour says, well, they'll take that check. And he and Audrey will run away. And he asks her to marry him. And she says, yes. And they'll run off together. Right. <laughs> so they go to pack. Seymour sneaks in, packs up a bag of what, I don't know, and tries to sneak away before Audrey I feel too. like there's multiple exits to this building, and he yeah, didn't need he to walk to past the plant. Why did he have to do anything at all? Be like, and, hey, I'm, I'm going to go. I'll be back in a minute. And why didn't Audrey too eat him? Because he brings Audrey too food. Yes, but if he's not going to bring Audrey too food anymore, then why didn't Audrey too just eat him? Maybe deep down she liked him. Maybe. She is going to bust his balls, though. But the reality is, if she ate him, the next time she's hungry, she's just going to eat the first person that walks by, and then... Somebody's going to kill her. Then they're going to kill her. (laughs) He's keeping her secret. So... So, Audrey 2 says, feed me. Seymour says, no. He won't kill any more people. Uh, But he could get her some fresh beef. Audrey 2 says, Audrey 2 says, well, she's out of options, so fine. Go do that, then. And he goes to slip away. But while he's gone, Audrey slides herself over to the phone and calls Audrey 1. She tells her to come over. And Audrey can't believe that the plant can talk. But she says he looks all rough. And then Audrey 2 says, well, it's because I need water. So Audrey 1 goes, okay. And she says, you do look kind of rough. Let me me get you some of this water. And she goes to pour some. It's the world's tiniest watering can (laughs) for the world's giant plant. And it snatches her up and starts to eat her. Seymour runs in at the last second and pulls her out, and they run down the street, and Audrey's okay. They so, make a big... But obviously, startled, what the fuck was that? The plant can talk, the yeah. plant can move, um, and the plant tried to eat me. If yeah. someone called you, if someone called you and then waved, <clears throat> and you look out your window and a plant is waving at you, are Giant. you going over there? No. Giant. Are you going over there? No, no, no. You know how I am. Carly's good out here. I don't need to go in there. I do think it's funny that Miss B cracked a nasty fart and then Carly goes, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and I wasn't talking about the fart. No, come here, come here, little girl. It's bad. She, she making... She... So, Seymour and Audrey are still putting together this plan. That's they're a rough one. Sh- they're mm-hmm. still going to run away together and just leave the plant where it is. But Jim Belushi Suddenly shows Suddenly more. He wants to take leaf cuttings of Audrey to clone her and make make her the new favorite item for America to have. Every house in America will have one. And he's like, no, you cannot do that. Seymour goes nuts and shoos Jim Belushi away and decides that he's got to go kill Audrey too. Seymour confronts her and says, "This this was your plan all along, wasn't it? World conquest. And she goes, yep. And then she starts to sing that she's a mean green mother from outer space. It's pretty great. And she's bad. She sprouts a bunch of small Audrey's, and Seymour grabs the gun. He shoots at her, but it doesn't hurt her. Because he shot a gun, and he shot like a twenty-two at a giant plant. <laughs> um, he doesn't even know where her vital organs are, if she even has vital organs. Yeah, you need to burn it. She takes the gun and starts shooting at him, and continues to sing. Take a whack of weasel over there. No, the weed whacker, that's it. Now she's no, it's a kill it with fire situation, for <laughs> sure. 
Oh, she's Burn down Skid Row. She's expanding all over and getting way larger than previously. Which is weird because she hasn't eaten anything. Hostin's Mr. What's his name? That was like Why can't yesterday. I remember his name? I don't know. Because <laughs> your brain is mush. <sighs> so she grabs all the... No. It might be. <laughs> all the uh, structural columns and stuff in the building and rips the whole building down and laughs. Seymour erupts from the rubble with a high-voltage cable and thrusts it into Audrey's, one of Audrey's vines, and she's electrocuted. Then she says, oh, shit, and blows up. From the smoke, Seymour stumbles out and hugs Audrey. Fast forward to them married in a house with a whole white picket fence and everything that Audrey wanted, but amongst her flower bed is a small Audrey, and it sits and smiles. Now, in the actual ending... Oh, no. Uh... <laughs> Instead of pulling the building down, uh, Audrey 2 eats Seymour and then eats Audrey. And then they do come make cuttings of her and they do spread the plant all over the all over the city and people are fighting each other for them. It's like the new Pet Rock or Cabbage Patch Kid or whatever. And she takes over the world and there's giant plants moving down so the city. Is that the ending of the original movie down. or the play? That's the ending of this. I don't know what the original play was. But, uh, but they, they wanted filmed it to it. have a happier ending. You can see it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. They filmed it and all. It's like pretty, you know. It's it must have been really not liked because it, they spent some money on it. So they edited it and made this nicer ending. Everybody likes a happy end. That is the end. What did you think, Elaine? Oh, oh, Jesus! I get to go first. You never okay. get to go first. Mm-hmm. Don't steal my line. Um, it's too late. <laughs> I have already stolen it. Okay, so my favorite. Character is the Greek chorus. I like how they are singing the whole time. <laughs> um, my least favorite character is Audrey, because she's dumb. <laughs> um, my favorite scene is when Audrey too makes a phone call, because it's awesome. <laughs> she goes into the cash register. She gets out tra- change. She makes a phone call. She hangs up the phone call and then checks to see if she's got, received any change from her phone call. It's fantastic. I just really love it. Although I did expect her to do a fake Rick Moranis voice. I did too. And I was a little sad she didn't. <laughs> uh, my favorite tertiary object is the dental tools that are also featured in Batman. And my favorite line is Audrey says when Mr. Mushnick invites him out to dinner and Audrey says I got a date and Mr. Mushnick says with that same no good Nick because <laughs> no good Nick is funny and it, I feel like that's something my mom used to say you got the gas <laughs> cracking them off again she could that go to Pittsburgh with bad, that gas maybe she let her I out. I'm gonna give this movie a maybe I don't really oh. want to watch it again but if it was on, I would watch it. Oh, like, the, like the mummy. Mummy rules. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna ever. There's no point where I'm ever gonna be like, you know what? I want to watch a Little Shop of Horrors. But if I was, but if I saw it, I would watch it. Or if John had it on, I would sit and I would watch it. So I mean, I'm just gonna go with the maybe. Being a quick hour and a half isn't bad. Too. Yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. Good. All right, my favorite character. I went with Seymour. My least favorite character Sunday. was Mr. Mushkin. Mushnik. Mushnik. Why can't I remember his name? See, that's how much I don't like him. I can't remember his you name. You didn't even write it down. I actually wrote Mr. down Mr. Munchkin. shop owner, and then I thought I wrote it right, but I didn't. <laughs> Mr. Mushwheel. All right. My favorite scene is whenever the Greek chorus was on the stage singing. 
My favorite tertiary object the sun. is the cash register. Oh, that's a good one. And my that's favorite one. line is um, when she doesn't make it to hear the radio broadcast, and he says, don't tell me you got tied up. And she says, no, just handcuffed a little. So, I... This movie is very much like a play. Even, like, the sets, everything. It just felt like they filmed a play. And I've seen this mostly as a play. And if an opportunity came up to see it as a play, I'd be like, fuck yeah. But am I going to turn the movie off? Probably not. I'm still going to get it because it's enjoyable. And if, Fuck yeah. If, just like you, if Tony were watching it. But if it came as a play, we would go. <laughs> At least Tony and I would, for sure. So. John? Hi. My favorite character um, is Audrey Two because mm-hmm. she's funny. I always liked Audrey Two. My least favorite character is Audrey One. You know Audrey Two is the villain. So. Just saying. I thought Steve Martin was the villain, but whatever. <laughs> He's the villain um, for sure. My favorite scene is the dentist number mm-hmm. because it's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my favorite tertiary object. Is the large twelve-inch TV? Oh my God, that was hilarious! <laughs> and my favorite line is, "You better move it out. Nature calls. You got the point. I'm gonna bust your balls." Because again, is that tough I, titties? No, because when I was a kid, me and my cousins would yell us at each other. <laughs> we were hitting each other, watching. We should have been doing that. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. His <laughs> little cousin. <laughs> Alright. What you gonna give it? Did you say? Oh <laughs> I'm gonna yay this movie because Wow. I've always enjoyed this really? movie. Yes, I always enjoyed this movie and I will probably always enjoy this movie because not of the movie, but it reminds me of my childhood and spending time with my cousins. Once again I'm gonna break and the sa- the sanctity of and their marriage. John secretly likes musicals. Well no, I'm gonna break the I'm gonna It's not a secret. Uh, I'm gonna break the sanctity like of our marriage and tell you that we're watching this and John goes Tony likes this movie? I like, no, I said, Tony likes this movie. Oh, no, you said it with a lot more confusion and disgust. Tony likes this movie? So I thought you were going to nay it because ben I didn't think too. you didn't. Tony told Ben what we were doing. He was like, fuck yeah. It's just a nostalgia thing because everybody yeah. my age and, and around our age watched the shit out of this on HBO. There's a bunch of movies like Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal's trash. But everyone loves it because they watched it when they were little. What was the movie with the accidental taint that you guys love? Beastmaster. Beastmaster. There's a tons of movies that, that came movie on. Is Raggedy Ann and Andy. Uh, Conan is was terrible. That Dot and the Kangaroo. There's like <gasps> Dot and the Kangaroo. There's like a ton of, oh my god! Don't give of, her ideas. What's wrong with you? <laughs> ton of fucking. So movies. I was talking with Audra, and um, Audra I had ma- I made a comment <laughs> on a, Audra two. Audra one. Oh. Yes, I made a comment in one of the previous episodes. I said the line. You like hats, which is a thing in my family because it's from the Care Bears and Wonderland. And I said, someday I might pick that just to make them watch it. And she's Will like, loves that movie. And she is like, they would be so angry at you. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, but it would be funny. <laughs> it wouldn't be funny. I know. I said John would definitely nay it with a vehemence. All right. <laughs> That's not how you say that word. No. <laughs> Don't be so superfluous. Trot your butt. My favorite character is Oren. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character is Jim Belushi. Because Jim Belushi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Favorite scene is the dentist uh, when he's fucking up Bill Murray. Number. Oh, that uh, Bill Murray was well, almost the, my favorite the song is cool, you know. You just like everything with the yeah. de- and the dentist office. 
Like, I like everything with the Greek chorus. You like everything at the dentist office. Yes. I thought you liked uh, Suddenly Seymour. That's my favorite song. That's what I was singing in the bathroom this morning. I was like, Suddenly Seymour. Aww. One of my students was sitting next to me on the bench, and she likes when I hum and I whistle. But I started going, Suddenly Sarah <laughs> is sitting beside me. And she's just looking at me like, Psycho! That, that was too oh, much. It was not humming or whistling. Loved it. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Well, that's going to be your thing now. You could say that about any of your students when they're sitting next to you. Yeah. All right, continue, Ina. My I favorite, really my favorite line. It's going to be your trademark. My favorite line is when uh, she's singing Mean Green Mother, and she starts singing about other monsters, and she's like, she's the baddest monster. You can keep the thing. You can keep the creature. Uh, you can keep it, because all those monsters don't mean shit compared to her. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. And my favorite Trish object is Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. And I will yay the movie. No, yeah, like I said, it's all right. It's quick. I'm gonna yay. Like uh, I said, it's it's all right. The amount of nostalgia. It's a nostalgia slash. It's so short thing. If this was two hours, I would have watched this so movie. My other favorite line, if someone stole mine, was gonna be, "I'll get you, Hedy Lamour." Yeah. Hedy Lamour was the first woman to ever bear her breasts on film, mm-hmm. and at this time she would have been like sixty or seventy yeah. years old. I don't think she would have been 60 or 70. I don't know. She's the original Girl Gone Wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think she was a girl. She also wild. invented frequency hopping. I was going to yep. say, wasn't yeah. she a scientist? Yeah. 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 That's what I so, know her as. She's one of my favorite girl bosses ever. Yeah, she's, she's not the original Girl Gone Wild. She just did a nude scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, but she just took her top off and suddenly saw mm-hmm. And the right. chicken was done. I feel like all the songs in this are pretty enjoyable, which is not always the case with every musical. No. Sometimes there's a couple good really? songs and this a couple song bad songs. Yeah. Did you feel like the song that Audrey sings at her house about sure gonna be how the life you that she it. and uh-huh. Seymour maybe could have was it's kind of like part of your world from The Little Mermaid? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. There were some parts, and the dude Ooh. who wrote it also wrote... Yeah, he's yeah. wrote many... But Tony was like, a couple of these songs sound Disney-like to hey, me. Hey, no, we didn't do next week. On my because I was going to do it. I was just asking her a question. She, oh. she didn't even do the find us on Facebook. And the yeah, well, she email, hates that stuff. All right, email well, us because she doesn't like emails. Right, well, she did it. <laughs> yeah, all of that. And next week on the podcast. Is Carly's pick for September? Yeah. Really for Halloween, what'd you pick? Uh, well, I uh, when we watched Footloose, I was in the mood. I was like, this makes me watch Flashdance, so we're gonna do Flashdance. Ooh, Flashdance! <laughs> I mean, we'll see. <laughs> I don't it's a movie I watched a lot when I was a kid. I don't know why. I don't think I've seen Flashdance since 1994. <laughs> but I did. It was one that was always on TV. Is it available somewhere? I hope so. It's available, I mean, but it's not free. <laughs> I, I could not tell you the last time. I'm sure I've seen it all the way through. I don't remember it. Like, Well, you know what? We're going to talk about that next week on the podcast. <laughs>